episode, I'd like to talk all about dates. Now, uh, usually when we're talking about dates, we're talking about formatting dates uh, for display on the screen, or perhaps even uh, grabbing dates off of an API that are probably represented as a string and converting those into a date. Uh, so let's say I have a string here. I'm going to call this, uh, let's say, uh, date one string. And uh, that's going to be, say, today's date, which is December 10th, uh, 2013. And uh, then I want to convert that into a date. I'll use it in NS date formatter. And so we'll call that uh, date formatter. And I'm going to just say alloc init. And then on that date formatter, uh, we can set the format, uh, set the date format to a string. And this string complies to the Unicode technical standard number 35. And if you go down to date format patterns, it will give you a, a clue of how you can format these dates. Uh, this is not the most readable of documents, uh, but this is the table that you would use to get the exact elements um, exactly how you want them. So for instance, uh, a lowercase d gives you the day of the month, capital D gives you the day of the year, uh, capital F gives you the day of the week in the month, uh, so second Wednesday in July, things like that. And there's lots of different things that we can do here. So here we want to use uh, MM for the two-digit month, DD for the uh, two-digit day, and four Ys for a four-digit year. And uh, once we've done that, uh, we can grab an NSDate instance. So I can say date equals date formatter uh, date from string, and we pass in our date one string. And then I'm going to just NSLog the date that we grabbed so we can see it here in the bottom. And uh, it will be null if, if it can't match this pattern, but it does match the pattern and it does get uh, December 10th, 2013. And notice it also got the time. I'm in central time. The date that I created here was parsed in central time, uh, which is six hours behind uh, UTC. And because, uh, because of that, it's displaying it in UTC, uh, which is uh, basically the time offset zero. And so it had to add six hours to this time. Uh, so we're not really interested in time at this point, but it's it's good to note that time is being held for you and computed for you. Okay, so a lot of people are going to take issue with this date format, uh, myself included. It It is kind of bonkers in the U.S. that we have the uh, month before the day, and my U.K. friends will probably say, yeah, it should be uh, like this. In fact, this date is ambiguous. This could be October 12th, and it really depends on how I parse it. I could have DD in front and MM in the middle, and then that's a different date. That's October 12th. So uh, I would highly recommend you not use this date if you're returning something from an API. Instead, I prefer uh, the reverse uh, syntax. I'm not sure the official name for this, uh, but something like that, uh, where it's pretty obvious that it's going in descending order for year, month, and day. And an added benefit of this is if you use this for like a file name, that these dates are really easily sortable. So now that we have that, um, we can just sort of re-swizzle our selector here, our format, to be uh, mm-dd. Now we're probably going to be dealing with time too from an API, and time can also come in in a variety of ways. Uh, say that this is going to happen at 10.22 uh, p.m. Uh, typically we would use 24-hour time, so that's 22, and I'll just say uh, 23, just to differentiate between these, and 31 seconds. And... Um, we also need to note the time zone, and there's a bunch of ways that this can manifest. One of them is with the time offset. So we could say, okay, that's going to be 0600 
So 0600 is the time offset. So here it's denoting that we're subtracting six hours from UTC. And um, if we try and run it now, um, it's actually not going to parse our date because uh, our date format did not include this time format here. Uh, so one thing we're going to have to do here is add in the time that we're expecting. Uh, that's capital HH uh, for 24 hour hour, uh, lowercase mm, lowercase ss for seconds. So to represent the time zone in this format, we can go back to our trusty table here and scroll down to the parts where it says time and then zone. And what we're looking for is this format here. So what we're going to use is uh, three Z's, three capital Z's for that. Uh, so here I'm just going to write three capital Z's and we're going to run it and it, see now that it does parse the time. Now remember it's displaying this in UTC so it actually converted the time to UTC and that's only because NSDate stores that value in UTC representation internally. And ISO 8601 format looks like this. It's uh, sort of the, the same style we have now except for there's a, a T in here and there's two different variants. Uh, one of them is a little bit shorter and this is the one I've seen more and more uh, from APIs. So if we have a format that looks like this, there's a T in between the time and the date, a literal T. Then there's the actual time and 24 hour time. And then instead of a time zone, there's just one capital Z. Now the capital Z is the same as doing plus zero, 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 or plus zero hours and zero minutes. And because it's zero, that's also known as Zulu time, which is what the Z stands for. So if you see a time format like this, which is incredibly common these days, uh, uh, we'll know how to parse it. And of course, it's not going to work with our format with three Zs. Uh, so what we're going to need to do is put the literal T in here. And you would be tempted to just put T like that, but we actually need to surround this in single quotes. Uh, so it comes through as a literal T. And then if we run it, it parses this date successfully. Uh, so this is you know, ISO 8601 format, it's very common, you'll see it a lot, and this is a date format that you'll probably uh, want to stick in your back pocket uh, for use later. So now we have a sort of a common way of representing uh, dates and times that are coming across an API in a standard format. Now let's talk about displaying them. So here I'm just NS logging the date and it's got its own representation of what the time format should look like, not unlike what I um, passed in. It's, it's slightly similar but you may want to uh, display it in any number of ways. So for that, I'm going to use a display formatter. Uh, so I'm going to create a new date formatter, call it display formatter. And that's going to be another NS date formatter, alloc init. And then on the display formatter, I'm going to set the date format. And here um, you might be tempted just to say, oh, I want to display the date in um, mmddyyyy. Um, you know, because I'm in the US and that's the dates that I recognized. And then I'm going to say NS log um, and I'm just going to log out the date, uh, display formatter string from date, and we're going to pass back in the date. And if I do that, I get the, the string I want, except this only makes sense to me. If I launch an app and somebody in the UK uses this, uh, they're going to be quite annoyed with me. Uh, so it's, it's not actually a good idea to just hard code date formats unless you always want a specific format. Uh, a better approach would be to use uh, set the date format or, or set the date style. And if you use the date uh, formatter style, NS date formatter style, there's all these different types. And I'm just going to use, say, the medium style just to see what that looks like. And that gives me December 10th, uh, sort of spelled out with a short month. Uh, and I can use a short style 
and that gives me 12, 10, 13. Uh, not quite a four-digit year, but uh, this is because of my current locale. So if I were in the UK, uh, I can set on my display formatter, I can set a locale, and I'm going to use NS locale, locale with identifier, and I'm going to use en underscore gb. And if I've done that, now my date is in a day, month, year format. And notice that the short style for this date included the four-digit year. Now this locale is going to be specific to the user's device for whatever they've um, got configured, and it's probably not a good idea to override that unless you have a specific reason to. But I will say hard-coding time formats isn't always the best approach. Um, sometimes this is handy, though, if you wanted to do something like, uh, say I have a uh, a table view. So if I had something like this, like in a nice, you know, big bold 10, then I could use a date formatter for each one of these components and um, output the, the relevant piece that I needed. Now there's another uh, format that I've seen in an API and that's with time since the epoch. And if you go into your terminal and you type uh, date, it's going to give you the, the current date. And if you do uh, plus percent s, it's going to give you the date in the number of seconds since the epoch. And uh, we can use that date, um, if you say dash R and pass in one of those numbers, uh, you'll get back that original date. So if I were to say um, fudge this a little bit, then I get um, you know a different date back in 1970. Okay, so um, the, the epoch is actually, if you just do date R0, you're going to get that number. That's uh, midnight and December 31st. Uh, in UTC on 1970. So it's actually, you know, January 1st, 1970 is uh, the second number one in UTC. So given that, uh, you can represent any date from that point on. And some APIs like to use this because there's no ambiguity on what time zone it is, what date it is, time is always included. Um, however, this is not easy to just mentally grok if you're seeing it in API. It's not obvious what that date is uh, without piping it into a tool like this. Uh, so if you come across those, uh, you can actually just take that and make it a time interval. So this is going to be the uh, seconds since epoch. And I'm going to paste uh, paste in that number that we got. And then I'm going to uh, just grab another date. That's going to be date 2. And this one you can say NS date, date with uh, time interval since 1970. And we're going to pass that in. And then I'm just going to log this out again using the same date formatter. Display formatter, string from date, and I'm going to pass in date 2, and that should pass in today's date also. And if I change this number a little bit, let's change that to a 1, then that was a few days ago. Okay, so while I think this is less common uh, than you'll see, I think you'll see more of the ISO 8601 format than you'll see this format. Uh, but it's still handy to know how to parse those dates. And of course you can take a date and you can convert it back into the time interval since uh, 1970 uh, just like that. Now there's this other one that, which is time interval since reference date and this is something different. Um, I haven't ever had a use for this um, but the reference date here is January 1st 2001 not 1970 so it just depends on uh, your particular use case. Uh, since this is just a number it gives you no indication of what format it's in. So definitely read the documentation of whatever you're consuming so that you know what uh, that number is relative to. Now what I want to make one last note about time zones. Uh, this, uh, these dates are parsed in whatever time zone is specified in the date. And then when I display it, it's displaying it in my local time zone. 
so um, if I if I change my date uh, string so that you can see the time zone, I can uh, set the date format. Let me do that here. Set date format. And if I've done that, then you can see that it's in my time zone, 06, negative 0600. If I wanted to display this in a different time zone, uh, then I would have to set the time zone on my display formatter. So I'm going to say set time zone, and then I'm going to pass in NS time zone, time zone with name, and let's say I want uh, Pacific Standard Time for this. And now when I do it, I get 0800. So the time itself is being represented uh, in whatever time zone I, I set here. So when would you want to do this? Uh, I think largely you would want to use the user's local time zone, but there are exceptions to that. And the exceptions that I could think of are um, like an event that happens, like maybe a meeting. Uh, it really depends, but let's say I wanted to fly to California to go to a concert, and um, I'm looking at uh, the printed ticket that I got from the web. It would say the concert starts at 6 p.m. Um, if I were to look at that online and they were formatting it to my local time zone, then it would say it starts at 8 p.m. So I may be mentally thinking, well, when I get there, I need to, I need to be there by 8 p.m. when in fact the concert starts at 6 p.m. Uh, so I think it's important to, to get real uh, when location is involved to use the location's time zone. Uh, so that might also be um, maybe the hours of operation for a business. Uh, for instance, if I were to look on Yelp and look at a business in Japan, uh, it might be weird if their hours of operation were, you know, 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., uh, my local time. Uh, I didn't do the math there, but you get the point that it should be in the local time. It should probably say something like 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. or something uh, in the local time of that business. So just be aware that there's, uh, there is a reason, a time and a place to use uh, a time zone other than what the user's device is. Uh, but if for anything other than that, like just general activity, like uh, when something happened, you would typically format that in the user's local time zone um, by leaving the time zone parameter blank here. Well, that's all I have about parsing and displaying dates. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you again next time.